A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to all the people, saying, A prophet like me will the Lord, your God, raise up for you from among your own kin. To him you shall listen. This is exactly what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, Let us not again hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire any more, lest we die. And the Lord said to me, This was well said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their kin. I will put my words into his mouth. He shall tell them all that I command him. Whoever will not listen to my words, which he speaks in my name, I myself will make him answer for it. But if a prophet presumes to speak in my name, an oracle that I have not commanded him to speak, or speaks in the name of other gods, he shall die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. sing to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing psalms to him. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us, for he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert, where your fathers tempted me, they tested me, though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, I should like you to be free of anxieties. An unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But a married man is anxious about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and he is divided. An unmarried woman or a virgin is anxious about the things of the Lord, 
so that she may be holy in both body and spirit. A married woman, on the other hand, is anxious about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. I am telling you this for your own benefit, not to impose a restraint upon you, but for the sake of propriety and adherence to the Lord without distraction. The word of the Lord. from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him, and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Beloved, today we are given a very powerful scene from the Gospel of St. Mark, which is meant to accent what has already been disclosed by St. Mark in his Gospel, that Jesus is the Son of God. He is the one for whom all has been established, 
He is the one through whom all has been created. Visible and invisible, he is the eternal word of God made flesh. Come now in the fullness of time. And he is presented to us today in the synagogue. He is following the rhythm of the life of the faithful observant Jews, the ethnic group of people that he came up in. He enters the synagogue of Capernaum, and the people are reacting with astonishment and amazement. And they say it's because his teaching was grounded with authority, not like the scribes. How was it that the scribes taught? The scribes taught by making reference to this particular rabbi or that rabbi and making connections, showing the logical connections as they are presenting the word, the law of God to the people gathered. But ultimately, their ultimate appeal would be to Moses, who was recognized as the prophet, as the deliverer par excellence. So to have Moses in the first reading from the 18th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy, speaking prophetically about another one that the Lord will raise up amongst their own kin, from their own kin, like him, but greater than Moses. Moses is directing them. He's speaking to all of them. You are to listen to everything that he says and observe it. For this will be the one. And this was pleasing to God that the people requested that he would not manifest himself as he had been doing up until the time when Moses went up to receive the Decalogue. Remember, the lightning, the thunder, the earthquakes, and the fire, all types of ways in which God would manifest his presence, and the people were unsettled. Please, don't let it happen anymore. You speak to us. This was well said, God tells Moses. And from the time of Moses up until the coming of the Christ, God has established a line of prophets through whom the Holy Spirit would influence their word to communicate how it is God is with them and what it is that God is calling the people to. The prophet was not one who told the future. They spoke in the here and now times of the people in light of what has been in a manner that was effective and that God would, the authentic, those, those prophets who were authentically raised up by God, their word would be accompanied by signs and wonders confirming their credibility. As you know, salvation history shows us there were many false prophets that were during the times then, and there are still many among us today purporting to have this authority and that authority. But authority in its truest sense is not something that one uh, just um, designates upon themselves. No. Jesus, when we hear, spoke with authority. It's the Greek exousia, out of his own substance. And what was that? Light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made consubstantial with the Father. This is the Word incarnate. When Jesus spoke, change took place. Things happened accordingly. Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, wrapped head to toe with the burial cloth. Talitha kum, little girl, arise. The little girl woke up. 
The only son of the, the widow of Nain going in, in funeral procession was being carried through. Jesus stopped the procession, placed his hand on the coffin, and the young man arose. These are but a few examples to confirm what? Why the people were amazed and astonished and how that astonishment went into a disposition of reverential fear of the Lord. Because as Jesus was in the synagogue on that day, something unexpected happened. There was an interruption. A man with an unclean spirit. This is the way Mark designates the fallen angels, the demons. An unclean spirit had possession of this man. And he cried out. He was horrified that Jesus was in there. He said, hey, if you come to destroy us, I know who you are. Notice the, this, notice the language. Notice how he's speaking. I know who you are. Have you come to destroy us? Now, he's speaking singular, but yet there are many of them. This shows one of the primary telltale signs of the presence of the, di of the diabolical or the demonic. There's disintegration in the hearts of people who are under the influence or in the grip of the devil. Disintegration. We're splintered. We're divided within ourselves. We don't know if we're coming or going half the time. So this demon discloses, I, he knows Jesus. Jesus doesn't permit him to speak. Quiet, get out. And that was in itself attention getting. Because the priests of the times, if they had to perform exorcisms, they would have to perform the ritual. They'd have to follow this and that statute, blah, 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 bum, bum. But Jesus spoke, and it happens. And that was a sign that only could be realized by God. The people are amazed. They're astonished. What is this? Even the unclean spirits obey him. He speaks and they obey. I should like you to be free of anxieties, St. Paul tells us today. Jesus really wants you and I to be free of anxieties right here, right now. He is here. He is the one speaking. This is the same living and effective word that realized change then and it continues to realize change now. So what say you? Are you ready to be set free from whatever it is that ails you? Some are downcast. We're burdened with loss. Loved ones have died. Things just seemingly just go from one thing to the next and it seems like there's no end in sight. If that be you, in the name of Jesus, rise up. Some of us, we are anxious. We struggle with stress and worry. If that be you, in the name of Jesus, quiet, be still. Some of us, we have clouded thoughts. Discernment is not clear for us. We don't know what is it that the Lord is asking of me. What should I do? We have faith. We believe. 
Ye of little faith, why did you falter? It is I myself have courage. Fear is useless, what is needed is faith. Some of us are so overwhelmed by things we can't even pray. Or maybe we have and we felt like, well, what good has it done? My situation hasn't gotten any better. I don't see the effects. I don't see where God is present to my circumstance, to my situation. Remember the apostles in the company of Jesus. Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. When you pray, say this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Today, the Lord is giving us the daily bread of faith, hope, and charity. It's not easy for us. It's not easy for us to accept sometimes the way the Lord is moving among us and how he's inviting us. Sometimes it's very unsettling when we know the Lord has his hand on us, when his gaze is on us. But it's not to do us in. It's to call us out of ourselves. Come to me. I see your burden. I know who you are, really who you are. Not the person that you're trying to pretend you are, but who you truly are. You are my brother. You are my sister. You are the one that my father has sent me to redeem. You notice at the end of the gospel, it says his fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. So many people approach Jesus and relate to Jesus as the superstar. Jesus Christ superstar. But that's not who he is. He's not interested in fame and fortune. He's hungering and thirsting for souls. Created to the image and likeness of God. Created to the image and likeness of God. You have an intellect. You have the ability to remember. We have a will to choose. To choose what? Or to choose who? Under whose authority do you want to live? Under the devil and his minions? Or under God's? Whose only son has sent into this world that we may have life and have it to the full. We must decide today, today, now, now. You hear St. Paul speaking in an, with a sense of urgency, and, and he's trying to establish, again, not restrictions on the people. If you're unmarried, don't seek marriage. If you become widowed recently, don't worry about looking for another husband. Be focused on the Lord. Walk with him. Talk with him. Let him work with you and through you. If you're the virgin and you haven't necessarily found the right one, don't look any further. Jesus is the one. Stay with him. 
Now, of course, we have to understand this in two, in two ideas, two, two lights. Remember, they were, in, they were anticipating the Lord's parousia, the second coming of Christ, was going to be near at hand. It's on the horizon. So he's telling them, don't go looking for more, more trouble. <laughs> You've got enough. Stay with, stay with the message. Stay with the Lord. He's among us. He's with you. So there is a dignity in every state of life. And those who are the celibates, those who are the single, and you remain single, you are witnessing to the reality of the kingdom yet to come. The age of glory, we won't have to worry about reproducing children because there will be no death in heaven, no pain, no sorrow. All of these things will be things of the past. Thank God. New things have come, and even more things beyond our imagining is awaiting us. It's been prepared for us. But in this meantime, we must decide now, today. Move beyond the astonishment. Move beyond the amazement. Express the faith. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I give it to you, Lord. It should not scandalize us that the unclean spirits were in the synagogue at the time when Jesus was there. And it should not scandalize us to know that they're still among us right here, right now. You ever wonder why when you come to Mass, you find it it's sometimes difficult for you to focus? To stay attentive to what's happening? You come with every good intention, but all of a sudden, some of the most vile thoughts come into your mind. Some of the most uncharitable thoughts come into your mind. And what is it that we oftentimes are distracted by? Our neighbor. You say, well, golly, don't they know where they are? What kind of training did they get from young? What's wrong with them? This is a house of prayer. What is wrong? But the truth of the matter is, we're not dealing with your neighbor. My neighbor is not the enemy. It's a power. It's a principality working through that personality. They don't even have the time. People don't even realize that they're being manipulated by the spirits that are among us. I was telling the vigil mass community, it has happened to me on many occasions during the most sacred moments of the Eucharistic prayer, sometimes the most impure thoughts come into my mind. say, Lord, what is happening here? Of course, I can't say that in the middle of the prayer, but it's, 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 it's happening. I say, Lord Jesus, settle my heart. So every last one of the membership of the mystical body of Christ is constantly under the oppression. We experience the oppression of the enemy of the devil and his minions. They are constantly throwing darts. That's why St. Peter in his epistle says, your opponent, the devil, is prowling about like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him how? Solid in your faith. I rebuke you. I rebuke that thought. I don't know who you are, but I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Be gone. Simple. Peace reigns. When you and I seize the authority which Christ himself has invested in us, we are the membership of his body. Just as he had the authority, we now have it because he has delegated it to us. And there is a hierarchy, of course. But you've been baptized, priest, prophet, and king. This is a new day. 
the Lord is speaking to us right here, right now. Make the decision today to put whatever you're going through, whatever you're contending with, whatever that habitual sin is, whatever that addiction is, whatever it might be, say, Lord, I place it under your authority once and for all. I'm tired of trying to do it my way. I want it on your terms, in your way. This is the gospel for today. This is the one that God, speaking through Moses, said he would raise up for us. And when he appears on the scene, listen to everything he tells you. Do whatever he says. Isn't that what the mother of Jesus says? Do whatever he tells you. Believe me, it makes all the difference in the world and outside of this world. You and I are children of God. His word effects change for the better. Not for the worst, but for the better. But sometimes before it gets better, we have to go through the worst. But I oftentimes tell the school children, and I can conclude with this, what was told to me as a young altar server coming up in the ranks, the priest would tell us, remember, remember, brothers, good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good becomes better and your better best. This this is a motto worth striving for. Because when the situations present themselves as they do, what is it that you and I have more than anything else that is sufficient for that issue, that need, as it comes to us? The greatest gift you could ever hope for. The gift of yourself consecrated by God through baptism and claimed by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Give yourselves away for the sake of the gospel. Give yourselves away for love. And everything else will be added on accordingly. Jesus the Christ is among us now. He has spoken as he always has spoken, not merely through the prophets, but for himself. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Let us pray, God, that we have the wherewithal to receive it and to live our lives accordingly. God love you.